John 3. I think we're finally down to a verse you might be familiar with. Start reading tonight in John chapter 3, verse 16. John chapter 3, verse 16. Maybe you've heard of it. See where we get. Let's just read a minute. We're not going to start at the top of the chapter where we've been. John, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. I've seen those two verses probably a hundred times in the last two weeks on Facebook, lifted out of context. <laughs> context still matters. Yes. I think what I'm popularly says, Jesus didn't come to condemn the world. He didn't call you to either. Well, that's true, but it's not right. <laughs> that's completely out of context. You know, the reason Jesus wasn't called into the world to condemn the world, because the world was already condemned. <laughs> wasn't it? God had already done that. So, and then you know what? And he said, and so he didn't call you to either. There's a funny thing about that. What really people are really driving at is we don't want to hear it, you know. But there's, there's no human being alive now or ever that's ever been capable of condemning the world. <laughs> that's power not given to us. And it was already condemned from the fall. Go all the way back to Genesis 2. You're going to find out when the world became condemned. Started saying things like to the serpent. From now on you will crawl on your belly. And you're going to eat dust. And there's going to be, there's going to be enmity between the seed of woman and, the seed of, and, and his seed and your seed, he says. First prophecy in the Word of God, you know that. First prophecy in the Word of God was right off the bat at the, at the curse. He told the serpent, he said, I will put enmity between the seed, your seed, the serpent's seed, and the seed of woman. First prophet said, he said, you will, you will bruise his uh, heel, but he will crush your head. Won't go there tonight, but I find that pretty interesting because he said, I'll put... I'll put enmity between the seed of the serpent and the seed of woman. Well, the woman doesn't carry a seed. <laughs> I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's already talking about a divine conception. Interesting. Jesus not, did not come into the world to condemn the world, verse 17, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him, this is the son, is not condemned. But he who does not believe is condemned already. See? Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. And this is the condemnation. 
that the light has come into the world. Remember back in John chapter 1? But even past John chapter 1, do you remember Genesis chapter 1? What was the first command? Let there be light. This is the condemnation. That the light has come into the world and men loved the darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. That's quite a statement written in red. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light. Why? lest their deeds should be exposed. But he, who does, but he who does the truth, well, now that's interesting. He who does the truth comes to light that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they may be done in God. Now, that's, there's, there's already plenty to talk about, but let's read a little more. And after these things, Jesus and his disciples came into the land of Judah, and he reminded, and he remained with them and baptized. Now John was also baptizing, and and wherever that place is, I can't read tonight. Enon, near Salem, 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 because somewhere north of Mississippi, I don't know. Because there was much water there. And they came and were baptized, for John had not yet been thrown into prison. And then there arose a dispute between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purification. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who, is beyond, he, he who is with you beyond the Jordan to whom you have testified, behold, he is baptizing and all are coming to him. I don't think we'll get that far. For God so loved the world. At one time, it was the, best, it was the most well-known verse in the entirety of the Word of God. For God so loved the world centerpiece literally of the gospel it's the reason why Jesus Christ came and died in my place and in your place not because God was a hard God and a mean God and, a, and all the things that people tried to make him out because God loved humankind mankind so much that he was willing to send the best he had. For God so loved the world. Now he's not talking about the, the, the terra firma of the earth. He's talking about the nations of the world. The, when you talk about the nations of the world, he's not talking about the continents or the land boundaries. For God so loved the world, he's talking about all of humanity, mankind. God loved us so much that he gave his only son. You notice that? 
I can even stop right there and tell you right off the bat that love is a verb. Love is a verb, not an emotion. Love is an action. If God had just felt emotional about us, that wouldn't wouldn't have compelled him to send his son. See, for the reason that what John is literally saying here is this is the reason that it happened. Because God so loved the world. And he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And it was for one and all. The arguments in the church today about about predestination and the elect and those, and those things. We've talked about it in the past, even recently. It's wrapped up here in the whosoever will. For God so loved the world that whosoever will. Come on. Come on. So don't, don't you dare get complacent on a rainy Wednesday night that you think you, you think you are so conditioned in the word that John 3.16 can no longer speak to you. Read it every time like it's the first time you've ever read it and try to understand what's being said for that God loved us enough. Psalmist said, greater love has no man than this to lay down his life for a friend. Romans 5 and 8, what's it say? It says that God commended his own love towards us. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Let me help you in your witness. How many of you know we are to be witnesses unto him? Hello? That's our call. It's not the great suggestion. It's the great commission. We are to be witnesses unto him through the power of his spirit. Because you'll hear, well, first of all, I, I'm beginning to feel just a real night coming on. So I, let's just go ahead and get real. I, I, I like it. When I, I just feel a little urge to just get, get real. Who you witness the people? Hmm, trash can. <laughs> Thought somebody was shooting at me for a minute kind of had that I was about to take cover (laughs) middle aisle you know (laughs) yeah you know talking to the person at the store or maybe your friend or maybe your family or whatever or maybe you've never but you're supposed to Do you have a relationship with God? Is he your Lord? Is he your Savior? Well, I go to church. Well, that's great. I'm glad you go to church, but do you know the Lord? Have you made him Lord of your life? Is he your Savior? Well, my my grandmother was a Baptist. I'm proud for that. But do you know the Lord? 
And have you made him Lord of your life? Has he, has he forgiven you? Have you, have you repented, turned your, made him Lord of your life? Well, you know, I, I, used to, I go to church at Christmas and, and, and Easter. Well, that, welcome. <laughs> but is he your Lord? Has it changed your life? Well, I prayed. I prayed that prayer one time. Well, that, praise the Lord. But did you believe it and turn from your and repent, turn from who you were and become a new creation in Christ Jesus? Yeah. That's the question. And that's what, he, that's what he came for. That's what he died for. That's what he paid for. For God so loved the world that he gave the best he had. That whosoever believed in him should not perish. But have everlasting life. He's talking about a perishing that never ends. He's not talking about you died, had the funeral, went to the cemetery, or you had a cremation, or whatever. He's not talking about that. He's talking about a second death, an eternal death, a death that actually never lets you die. See, eternal life is offered. That's the grace and the mercy of God. He didn't have to. This is why I say this isn't, we need real. Because when a church, when, when we become as Christians to, to think we know John 3.16 and, we and, we're, and we're too bored to even discuss it, then we, then we forgot the center of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world because, honey, it's condemned. But through him, the world, the people, the individuals might be saved. Through him, he didn't come to condemn the world, but that through him, the world can be saved. It's through him that you can be saved. There's no other way. See, there's that dogmatic, exclusive religion. That's why they crucified Jesus right there. It wasn't that he, it wasn't that he healed the sick. And it wasn't that he raised the dead. And it, wasn't, and, it, and it wasn't that he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. That's not why they killed him. And it wasn't because he loved that they killed him. It was because he said, your man-made religion will not do. It's because he spoke as one who had authority more than the religious leaders. It's because he brought something more than the Pharisees, the hypocrites, could bring to the table. It's because he could speak to the wind and it obeyed. You know what they said? That's what they said. What manner of man is this? That even the winds and the waves obey him. They, did, they don't hate the church today. 
Can we, can we just accept the fact that, the, that people hate the church today? But you know what? That's not just today. They always have. I'm not talking about the church at Rome. I'm not talking about the institution. I'm talking about the body of Christ. It's hated. No, they love the institutions. The institutions are fairly popular. Hello. Hey, all you cotton tops in here, you know some of this. And we need you. But there's some, there's some younger than that. Usually they're upstairs, but they're scattered around the room tonight. There's some of you that's never heard the tr- some of the truth of the Word of God. All your, 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 your theology is like everything else that comes from TikTok. <laughs> and other people pushing things like ex-evangelical and deconstruction that's never been constructed to be deconstructed. <laughs> that still want to operate in a world of fair. I, thought, I, I, felt, I feel a little real. Well, I don't think it's fair that this loving God would let people go for an eternal damnation of wrath. <laughs> oh no, fair is not the word. He is completely just. The world thinks they like justice. How many of you today hear all the time? We have all kinds of justice today. We have judicial justice, blind justice. We're supposed to have blind justice. We have more blind referees than we have blind justice. That's another story. (laughs) Yeah. They usually usually work the Alabama games. But... I don't think that was in John, but, it, but it's still good. Yeah, the A&M guy back there was supposed to say amen right there. Yeah. And that LSU guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was free. Blind justice. And, but, you know, we got, we got things like racial justice and social justice. And none of them are just. Everybody's screaming out for justice. Every, anybody, am, I, am I making it up? Hey. We need to have a, you know what, we need to have a, we need to have a, one of them basketball games where, where the old goats play the young bucks. They'll kill you. Good nothing, they'll kill you. I was playing with a three-year-old today out here when I was watching at the end of school, and I thought, I need a full body armor. This kid's about to kill me. Yeah? Justice. You hear me? Got generations crying out for justice. And most of the time, justice today means I want it my way. I want everybody to conform to my thinking and do what I want. And, and I want you to think like I do. And if you don't, then I want you to meet justice. 
Cry, is there a cry for justice? Am I wrong? Huh? I'm going to tell you about justice. There is the one that spoke it all into existence that is just in everything that he does. And he's offered you something way better than justice. I'm telling you, when I get to the end of this thing, I don't want to stand in front of God and ask for justice. Because I can tell you, people aren't condemned because of what Adam done. Adam brought condemnation into the world, you understand. Are you following me? Are you following me? Adam brought condemnation into the world in the fall through sin. Sin brought condemnation to the world. But I'm not, I'm not going to stand before God and, and have to worry about uh, uh, condemnation because of Adam. It'll be because of me. Me, my, my sin. And I, I, I don't want justice. I got to tell you, I don't want justice. I'm trying to, I'm trying to look around, I'm trying to read the room. Young person, you don't want justice. I'm talking about why, why God, how, how, could it, how could it be a loving God that would, would, would there would be eternal wrath, eternal death, eternal judgment. Well, you want justice here. You think you do. But let's talk about justice. I don't want justice. Oh, in this world, we, we, we got to have justice systems and, and, and justice should come. When, at any, but it's not perfect. Oh, I think I won't get hardly anywhere tonight because i got some things to talk about. I'll just go ahead and cut to one thing and tell you, I, when I get to the end of this thing, I'm not looking for justice. See, I'm going, to, I'm going to take the free gift where God so loved the world that he loved me so much that he was willing to, let, to sin and let the perfect lamb take my penalty. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. You think about, you want to know about a God that's just and how could he? I want you to listen to it again. It's not justice that you get to go to heaven. Then it's not justice that he made a way for anyone of Adam's race to spend a life eternal with him. That's not justice. Let me ask you something. Duh. You go out and wreak, spread hate and discontent all over Orange County. Rob every bank, pillage every village. I mean scoundrel. Murderer. Deserves to die. Justice. And they catch you, and they, you're guilty, and they sentence you. You're guilty, Duel. You, maybe you even plead guilty. Maybe. Probably not. 
He pleaded guilty. Everybody agree. Can everybody agree that Duel's guilty? He's guilty. Justice, it's time for justice. You have been sentenced to death and not 25 years from now. Right now. And I say, would, should this be a thing? No, go on, Duel. I'll die for you. I didn't commit the crime. I didn't kill the people. I didn't, I didn't murder. I didn't pillage. I didn't. You're guilty. But head on out. I'll take the sentence. That's not justice. That's not justice. At all. That is incredible mercy. It's incredible grace. That's exactly what Jesus Christ done for me and for you. He was perfect, sinless, righteous, God incarnate. Never sin in word or in thought or in deed. In any way, in case that's too high vocabulary for some folks, in any way, shape, or form, did he deserve anything? He done nothing wrong in his life. He was God. And every one of us have. Every one of us. You, me, all of us. And you know what? We deserve justice. But God loved me so much. God loved you so much. The one that hates him with an undying hate right now. He Love them so much. The one that says, I don't believe in you. You know, the fool. I don't, there is no God. You know what? He loved him so much. Her so much. You know, because we tend to have this idea of, of, of who's good and who's bad. When this word declares that all have sinned. And actually it means all have sinned and, are, and all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It actually means all have sinned and are coming short of the glory of God. That there's none righteous except for a few. It says there's none righteous. No, not one. Zero. And he loved us anyway. 
Think of it. In a world that screams for justice. You don't want justice. I don't want justice. Do you know everybody wants justice in the courtroom? And there's, and there's got justice in the courtroom is God's idea. But when they are, how, how many of you have ever, well, I ain't going to have you do that. I don't know anybody, hardly ever. Well, no, nobody. That goes before the judge and says, Judge, I want justice. Give me justice. Give me justice. No. I hear, I want to, what can I do? I'm going to throw yourself on the mercy of the court. How about at sentencing when he says, we've proven him guilty, and now it's the sentencing phase, and they're making their final arguments. The, 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 the lawyers are coming back in, and the, the guilt and innocence phase is over. He's guilty, and now they're coming back in and arguing over sentences. And, 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 the, and, your, and your lawyer says, Lord, or Lord, Judge, we're asking for mercy. Nobody's looking for justice. Oh, I want justice for you. I think I'm still on track. Why, this, the love of God. The love of God, it's greater than tongue or tail, pen. It's greater than tongue or pen could ever tell. It reaches how far? The highest star. And reaches to the lowest hell. Remember? Oh, love of God, how rich, how pure, how measureless and strong. It shall forever more endure. Remember, should I with ink the ocean fill and were the sky of parchment made every stalk on earth a quill and every man a scribe by trade to write the love of God above would drain the oceans dry nor could the scroll contain the whole though stretched from sky the sky the love of God whether you believed him or didn't believe him he loved you for God so loved the world and he didn't just have an emotional moment over you I've seen people have emotional moments in the altar come on somebody they got emotional over God. They even cried. And they didn't change. Stirred. But unchanged. God wasn't stirred one day. Oh, I'm going to have a start. 
I have, I have a love, I love, but I don't know what they're going to do. No, he loved, so he loved so much that he gave. Gave. Let's talk about gave. He gave it. Gave it. Didn't sell it to you. That's why we had a reformation. Because they were selling it to people. No, they wasn't. They were set, but people believed it. Oh, I could. Oh, I mean, Matt, tell me, don't say it. 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 You ever, you know, the largest cathedral in the world. square and the expense and the dripping gold and the bronzes and the sculptures and the friscoes on the ceiling the grandeur and the splendor and the pomp and the circumstance do you know how that was paid for Matt does anybody know how that was paid for does anybody know how St. Peter's Basilica was paid for and St. Peter's Square and Sistine Chapel? And anybody know how that was paid for? You say, well, you're, you're talking about something you shouldn't be talking about. No, I'm trying to get you to see. Do y'all know how that was paid for? Indulgences. Indulgences. Penance. If you pay this, then maybe we can get your mama out of purgatory. If you pay this much, maybe we can get Uncle Bobo prayed out. Just in case y'all think I'm being a jerk and, 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 picking on, on, and picking on denominations, that's not a denomination. That's a fact. All that finery was paid for by people that were afraid that they were going to go to hell and their families were going to go to hell. And they would, they would starve their kids and be dirt poor because they were given all their money trying to buy salvation. Instead of buying salvation, it built cathedrals. That's a fact. And it's what compelled someone to, to nail it to the door that enough was enough. That's someone being Martin Luther. That's why. It says, for God, listen to me. Maurice Phil Assembly of God and anybody else who would find from any other place in any other part of the world, from any other background. God loved us enough that he gave it. He gave it. Come, you, without money, and buy bread. Without price. Yes, free. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, whosoever, 
whosoever, whosoever, whosoever, whosoever, whosoever, whosoever, whosoever, whosoever, whosoever, whosoever, whosoever, whosoever, whosoever, whosoever, the people that love him already, the people that deny him already, the people that are bored with him right now, the people that don't think about him right now, the people that think they're cute and have their own way right now, the people that think that his word doesn't mean what it says right now, whosoever believed on him would not perish. This, it's incredible. You did it. I did it. He paid for it. All of it. For everybody. All the way back to however long it is before it's over. Before it's wrapped up. Before, before his kingdom is, is now. All of them. Boy, that makes people mad. They think you're preaching something you, that, they, that you ain't preaching. You know, because when he did it, he paid for all sin. All of it. Here's what makes people mad because they misunderstand what it means. He paid for all sin, past, present, and future. That doesn't mean that, that, I, don't, that I don't have to turn, that, that I can just sin that's paid for. It means that he ain't doing it again. It's in the count. There was a time on earth when in the books of heaven an old account was standing for sins unforgiven. My name was at the top and many things below. But I went unto the keeper and I settled long ago. <laughs> the old account was large <laughs> and growing every day for I was always sinning and never tried to pay but then I looked ahead and saw such grief and woe <laughs> I brought it all to Jesus and what and settled long ago Oh, sinner, seek the Lord. <laughs> Repent of all your sin. For thus he has commanded if you would enter in. <laughs> and then if you should live, what? A hundred years below. Up there you'll not regret it. That you settled long ago. <laughs> he truly I truly owed a debt I could not pay he paid a debt he paid a debt he did not owe I owed a debt I could not pay I needed someone I needed someone you need someone to wash your sin away <laughs> I did it, Duel. You did it. You did it. You did it. He didn't do it. You did it. He's perfect. 
I did it. But he paid it. <laughs> he made a way. Old choir song used to say, Jesus made a way where there was no way. You know why? He's a way maker. He's a way maker. He's a way maker. <laughs> How do you know he's a way maker? He says, has he brought you out? Yes. Without a doubt? Yes. <laughs> He's a way maker. Because he loved me. And gave himself for me. He didn't have to. No one, no one took his life. He said, no one takes my life. I lay it down. I lay it down. Why? Love. God loved the world so much he gave his only son. But whoever believed on him should not perish. You don't have to die and be separated without God. You don't have to go to hell. That's the love of God. And I say it all the time, hell is no joke. And hell is not a state of mind or a temporary sentence. It's not a party with your friends. <laughs> it's no joke. It's not just a place where it's hotter than South Texas in July. You don't have to worry about the humidity factor there because there's not enough water to dampen a rich man's tongue. <laughs> he said, send Lazarus that he would dip his finger in water and touch my tongue in my, that, and give me relief in my torment. How many of you have ever been hot and thirsty? I have. Now I want you to imagine the kind of thirst that just that you would beg for just a a, a wet finger to touch your tongue. Because you know when I'm that thirsty, when you've been out in the heat mowing or whatever, that would be just enough to. I, that, I don't even think that would do anything but make me mad. It wouldn't be, a, it wouldn't be any thought of relief in that. Does that sound like relief? Send him. Send Lazarus. Just to touch my tongue, to cool my tongue. The love of God. Where's the love of God? That you don't have to do that. Why? Because whoever believed on him can have everlasting life. The mercy is life. The grace is life. And it's, and, it's, and it's more than this life. And it's better than this life. The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill 
and to destroy, Jesus said, but I am come. This is the reason he's telling you, but I am come. I have come that you, you, you could have life. And not just life. I mean, wouldn't that be wonderful? That, that, it, Jeff, that's enough that, he can, that, that you could have life. That it wasn't just like, he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't just have to do it. That you could have life and life abundantly. To the full. Springing up and overflowing. Abundant. The world has it all wrong. They always do. They try to make God into something he's not. But you know why? They don't know him. You know why they don't know him? They're not in this word. He says the world cannot understand the carnal, uh, the world cannot understand the things of God. Why? Because they're spiritually discerned. But he gave it. The wages, you know this, the wages, when I earn it, I expect to get paid. When I earn it, I expect to get paid. You do too. Hello? Now you may choose to give it away or give it to your kids or whatever, whoever, whatever. That's, that's your bit. But, but you earned it. You expect to get paid. Is there anybody in this room, really? Don't you lie to me. Anybody in this room that when you earn something, you don't expect it? I've had circumstances in my life where somebody didn't give to me or whatever, what, they, what we negotiated, what we, what we talked about, what we agreed to. And, I, and, and sometimes, you know, well, you, you hadn't even cashed your check from three weeks ago. That's been a while. <laughs> That's been a while back. What difference in the world does that make? Ain't none of your business. It's still mine. Well, I didn't give you that. You, you, got, you got 14 of those in your garage. Well, that's all right. That 15th one's mine, too. Uh, you agreed. The wages, the wages of sin, your sin, my sin, is death. I earned it. What was that commercial? That's, that makes me old. Y'all remember that commercial, that old, that old guy on some brokerage house or some accounting firm or whatever. So what was it? We made our money the old-fashioned way. Remember? Remember he'd say, we earned it. <laughs> Y'all remember that? Well, so, yeah, I know you don't. Well, you ought to. <laughs> they know, not a chance, y'all. Not a chance. Not a chance. Your mama probably don't even remember that. <laughs> yeah. Was that? No, you have nothing. He talked, everybody listened. I don't remember who it was that we earned it. <laughs> 877.com. 
Delta AG Wentworth, 877.com. <laughs> yeah. People that people don't know me, they think this guy's nuts. Well, that may be true. Wages of sin, wages. You earned it. The wages of sin, the wages of sin, you earned it, is death. Eternal death. Separation from God. You earn it. Smith Barney. We made our money the old fashioned way. We earned it. Yeah. I remember that commercial. Now, y'all looking at me like I'm nuts. Y'all know that there's commercials in your life that became a part of your vocabulary for weeks after it happened. Everywhere you went, somebody was saying it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, where's the beef? <laughs> yeah, can you hear me now? Uh, the, wage, the wages of sin, you earned it. You know what you're going to remember? When you get done thinking I'm crazy, you're going to remember that you earned it. You know why I, I, I'm a little silly, a little goofy, make you laugh sometimes? Because you're going to remember that you earned it. You will. You're going to remember it. Wages of sin are, is death. But the gift of God. But the gift of God. You know, for God so loved the world that he gave. But the gift of God is eternal life. Jesus didn't show up here to condemn the world. He showed up here to save the world. He didn't come to stop. Oh, I got a few minutes. I'm trying to teach you about this word. That I, we're, we have 3.16 and 17. Did y'all know this was in 3.16 and 17? It is. It's there. This is, all, this, is the under, this is understanding it. This is the practical application of it. <laughs> For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his world, son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. I, I, I need to lay some stuff down right here because people get confused. People get confused because preachers don't tell them. And they read it through, they read through a preacher's lenses or their rose-colored glasses or through their prejudices and their assumptions instead of reading what the Word says. Jesus did not come to solve your problems. I just let that sit there. He came to solve the problem, the sin problem. 
He came to reconcile you to God. He came to pay what you couldn't pay, to do what you couldn't do, and to offer it to you. He came and made a way back to God. He didn't come, and I was reading that crazy Cajun talking white-headed preacher that I'm not going to talk his name. You know who I'm talking about. He thinks he's a comedian. He says, my daughter's never seen me sick a day in my life. I thought, you a liar. You are a liar. I'm trying to help. Has anybody ever heard that mumbo jumbo? Because they're teaching people that when you, when you, you know, if you have the kind of faith I have, they're, they're literally putting in people's mind if you ever get sick that, you got a, that God's got a problem with you. They're putting in your mind, you know, that you know that, that money equates to blessing, and that and if you're sick, then you then your faith's not right, and Lord forbid that somebody die when a hundred percent do. That loudmouth, pompous jerk should the Lord tarry, and he don't repent. He, well, whether he repents or not, if the Lord tarries, you know what he's going to do? He's going to die. I'm trying to help somebody. I hope I am. Jesus didn't come. Because I, I know people right now that get mad at God. They, I, I, I'm living for God. I, 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 start, I started this and I started that. And, you know, uh, you know and, and Mama died. Well, Mama was 260 years old. And you're bitter at God. You're not listening to me. They get, they get bitter at God. Maybe mama wasn't 260 years old. Maybe it was, it, was, it was one of their children, their spouse. Maybe it was things that, you, that the human mind cannot understand and nobody has an explanation for. Nobody has an explanation for they think, you know, Jesus uh, saved me. Why did this happen? Why did, gee, your salvation was for you for eternity, for eternal life. It has nothing to do with this temporary condition that we're in. Right. It has nothing to do with it. He didn't come to fix everybody's problems or set the political world in order or to, or to have people build palaces and, and, and man-made kingdoms. And, you know, there, there may be some that, that they have things. You know, some people may live to be 120. God forbid that I live to be 120 years old. But, or, or, you know, some people enjoy great health. That's a blessing, sure. But some people don't. You know what? They're godly. It rains on the just and the unjust, the Bible says. But you know what? My hope is not in this world. And my hope is not in this life. And it never has been and it never was in this book. 
It, it was never about it was never about perfect governments. It was never about perfect lives. It was ne- it was never it was about you were separated from God on your way eternally to a devil's hell, never with no hope. And he gave, he loved you enough to give you a way back to him. So whether it's whether it's whether it's three seconds of human life outside of the mother's womb before their spirit and soul go back to God or whether it was Methuselah 900 and something years it's a blink in the light of eternity and and he he puts you back and reconciles eternal life I thank God when things are good but you know what I thank him in the mountains and I thank him in the valleys I thank him for the storms he's brought me through well if I never had a problem I wouldn't know that he could solve them I wouldn't know what faith and his word could do it was through it all and I've been through some junk through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, yes, through it all, I've learned to depend upon His Word. <laughs> I quote it a lot. You think probably I don't know any more scripture. No, it's just the right one that works. Paul. Do you, do you know that at Paul's calling, he called him from persecuting and to preaching. How long was it between? Boom, boom. Do you know it was that quick? Acts chapter 9. Is that right? Saul, Saul, I persecute them. Go down to a street called Straight. Remember? And the Lord said, Arise and go to the street called Straight and inquire of the house of Judas over one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying. And in a vision, the man sees Ananias and coming in and putting his hands on him that he might receive his sight. Going down and he's, he's recounting his own story. And you know what it says? It, says, it said, immediately there fell something like scales from off his eyes and received his sight at once. And he arose and was baptized. And so when they had received food, he was strengthened. And Saul spent some days with him and the disciples in Damascus. And verse 20 at verse 9, uh, chapter 9 says, immediately he preached Christ. When? Immediately. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Why are you going to keep kicking against the ghost? Why are you fighting what I'm trying to do with you? Boy, that's a good question. Isn't that a good question? That's what he's saying. He was going to persecute people, all people, everywhere. Bring them back. Imprison them, beat them, torture them, kill them. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Why do you kick against the pricks? Why do you kick against the ghost? Why are you fighting my plan for your life? 
trembling and astonished. Lord, who are you? He says, arise and go and do what you must be told. And it gets down into his calling and telling him what to do. And he begins to tell about, you're going to go, for I have chosen him, remember? He says, they go and said, I will show, this is at his calling. He says, and I will show him the things that he must suffer. Before he ever preached his first word. Before he ever penned his first note. Before he ever saw his first convert, much less left on his first missionary journey. Before anything, he brought him and showed him his suffering. Told him what was going to happen to him from the beginning. What kind of messes with modern day Christianity. And you know what Paul did? Immediately, he preached Christ. Immediately. Say, so what's this have to do with John 3.16? I brought you through John 3.16 largely. What I'm doing to you right now is telling you what the reality of what salvation is and what it's for and what it is not. Because people are confused. This, this isn't it. Hear me. Hear me, Mag Church. This isn't it. Matt, it's too quiet. This isn't it. It was never intended to be it. This life isn't it. This isn't it. It's nothing in the light of eternity. A vapor. Here and gone. Just a blink. Good things happen. Bad things happen. To good people. And to bad people. How people. People that should know. Said, I get so tired. I can't say that. That's something I can't say that. It gives somebody away. It didn't be given away. I've done this. I've done that. I'm, I'm living it right. I'm doing that. And that so-and-so, so-and-so, they got money. Never met. Why am I sick why am I dying? Why do I have cancer? Why am I in a wheelchair? Why am I in a... And they're doing that. You know what the Bible says about the people, that the wicked that have everything and health and all that? You know what it says about them? I'm, tell, I'm trying to help somebody. I really am. You know what it says about them? It says they have their reward. You ain't hearing me. You ain't hearing me. 
I'm suffering and I'm living for God. People hate me and I'm living for God. I don't have all the money. I'm faithful. I'm faithful in my life. I'm faithful in prayer. I'm faithful in the word. I'm faithful in tithe. I am faithful and I'm barely scraping by and I don't feel good ever. And yeah, so and so, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to make it or whatever. And that old hard headed billy goat fool that doesn't even believe in you, he's 90 years old, still working full days, has all the money he could ever dream of, and I'm over here doing it all right, and look at him, and you look at me. And then you know what God said? They have their reward. Is is that clicking with anybody? They're literally living their best life now. Right now. If they don't repent, if they don't turn around, if they're not a whosoever... If they don't die, a whosoever will. They've had it as good as they're ever going to have it. When they leave it, 90 years old, they worked yesterday and they checked out. They died in their sleep, never had a day's problem of health in their life, and they had all the money they could ever want. The U-Haul won't be behind the hearse. I always just thought write them a check for it so they don't have to carry all that cash. You know? Some of y'all ain't getting that. When you bury the check with them, they can't cash it. (laughs) Joint bank account, write them a check. They got got all they're going to get. And they leave this place without God and they go to a place of eternal torment. Separated from God. Separated from God eternally. There ain't no party. No, ain't no, no second chance. No parties. They think they're going to have, that's what people think. Uh, I'll just go to, I don't know, hell ain't so bad, I'll go to my man. No, you don't, you, 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 your friends ain't going to be there. No, they're going to be there, but you ain't going to have no awareness of it. It's a place beyond human comprehension. I've got to shut up, and I'm going to, because i got to go to the lake tonight. And it's a long drive up there. It's a place beyond comprehension. I'm going to shut up. You mean, let me, but I want your mind to think about something. Do we all know that there's a lake of fire? Do we all know that there's a place where the fire is not quenched and the worm dies not? But it's, all, it, but it's also a place of outer darkness. Now think of something. It's beyond your comprehension. Fire without light. Fire without light. Huh. Fire that's like a heat that's not unknown to this earth, but doesn't consume. Oh no, hell's no joke. Hell's no joke. Hell's no joke. You know why there's fire without light? Because the light's not there. Uh, let me read it and then, and then I'm going to close. Make you think till next time. Can I make you think till next time? You know, I said fire without light. 
outer darkness. Why? Because the light's not there. And this is the condemnation. This is the condemnation. That the light has come into the world and men prefer the darkness, men love the darkness rather than the light. Because their deeds were evil. And having practicing, everyone practicing evil hates the light. And does not come to the light. Lest their deeds should be exposed. How is an eternity separated from God in eternal fires, outer darkness, fire without light? Because the light is not there. But you know what on the other side of that is, Matt? He says there's a city that it says that when you get there, he said there was no need of the sun, nor the moon, nor the stars of the heavens. You know why? It says because the Lamb will be the light of that city. You know why? In hell there's fire with no light. Because the light's not there. In heaven there's light with no sun and no moon and no stars. No LED electric light bulbs. And no Good old-fashioned incandescent light bright enough to read by. None of it. You know why? No light source in the New Jerusalem, Jeff, except one. You know what it is? There's a country far beyond the starry skies. There's a city where there never comes a night. If we're faithful, we shall go there by and by. Tis a city where the Lamb is a light. In that city where the Lamb is the light, in that city where there cometh no night, I have a mansion over there, and I'm, I'll be free from toil and care. I am going where the Lamb is the light. Amen. Amen. You know why I'm going to get there? Because he loved me so much that he sent the only one that could make a difference. And whenever I said yes to him, he said, paid in full. Paid in full. The sin debt was paid for. You know what? I may have got there through I did through many dangers, toils, and snares. <laughs> but this life will no longer matter. And it'll all be there. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your son. Thank you for paying the price. Thank you for giving me mercy and grace rather than justice. Lord, we love you, and we bless you. Lord, give us ears to hear tonight what the Spirit says to the people. Open our eyes afresh and anew to the simplicity of even John 3, 16, <laughs> where, we can't, where, where I'm saved and I can't get over it. 
Lord, go with us, we pray. Stir us. Revive us. Clean us, oh Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.